0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here. Uh, this is a very different episode for the podcast to this point. I really hope that this is maybe something up, you know, a couple listeners' alleys, uh, but I'm going to do like a kind of like a news episode. Um, you know, what's going on around the world, what's going on in uh, the U.S., what's going on, um, you know, everywhere to, to, to the scheme and to the, to the, I guess, the grand scale that I can talk about it. Um, I just wanted to... Briefly touch up on some pretty important points and uh, overall big events that have been happening that I don't really see much of in the you know national media. Um, nor do I see enough you know spotlight on these stories for 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 whatever reason that may be. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to me that we're having authentic press. Um, nor are we getting to know the full story behind a lot of these um, instances. And there's pretty much three big things I wanted to break down and talk about a little today. Um, and again, if this is a sensitive subject or like a sensitive um, episode for you, if you don't like serious shit like this, then fuck, you know, and then my, my God, you're good. Um, but the first thing I did want to touch up on um, to kind of just give us some context on what this news episode is kind of going to be about um, are the French riots. Um, for about months now, The uh, Paris, and just in France, there's been riots and, you know, unsettled civilians, if uh, that's a better way of putting it. But it looks like the French, like what what seems to have caused this, and I, I don't know um, the 100% real, um, real thing, but Poland cited the French riots when rejecting an EU migration agreement that would require countries to accept a certain number of migrants or be fined. Wow. So it looks like French citizens, um, in essence, are pretty upset about what's going on regarding policies with immigration. And I've heard things about Europe kind of going to shit after letting ugh, hundreds of thousands... Uh, Of Middle Eastern immigrants and refugees into their borders, and by all means, anyone, anywhere would want to help a family um, trying to escape a war-torn, you know, country, a third-world country. You want to help people and get the good people, the good workers, the good civilians and citizens of those countries, you know, obviously you want them to be a part of yours, to become a functional family, uh, citizen, individual in society. Um, But this liberal way about it is really what's destroying the fabric of communities. Um, Sweden is now the rape capital of the world. It is uh, not a place you want to go if you're a woman by yourself. Um, I mean, you hear things ever since, you know, the whole Afghanistan thing took place with Joe Biden uh, just kind of leaving it there and fucking the whole region of the country. Excuse me, a whole region of the world. Um, because Bagram was important, and you know, I I could talk about Bagram and Afghanistan, but we all kind of know how fucked that thing went, um, it's just kind of a joke, but it looks like shops have been looted, police cars set on fire, barricades are in the streets, they got riot cops, Uh, I'm seeing a lot of videos on Twitter regarding the French riots, um, you know, the Black Rock building was burnt down, I'm not gonna say good job, but yes, um, Just saying the elites and BlackRock are, you know, that's kind of weird that that building was burned down. No one's going to talk about it. No one's going to, you know, pump out a story. No one's going to talk about, you know, what was going on there, why uh, an angry mob decided to go after like an investment firm, like, slash, like, just, I, I don't know what BlackRock is. I don't know what Vanguard is. Are they investment firms? Are they like stock-broking companies, like I don't know what they are. They are just they just own a lot. <laughs> I mean, I remember um, they have these apps on your phone now type shit where you could sell your um, house, take pictures, get a quote, have some bot come out and say, oh, we'll, we'll give you $200,000 below the ASCII price. Oh, sweet. Um, a lot of those applications are owned by BlackRock, just trying to buy up homes so that they can rent them. They don't want private home ownership anymore. The, the elites don't want private ownership of anything. They don't want you to own anything except your fucking Netflix password, your fucking McDonald's that you're going to go buy with your fucking $10. Like, that's what they want. And, and, and dumbing us down by not giving us access to information and some of these big stories. Like, France is America's first and oldest ally. I want to know what's going on in France, not just because... You know, I fucking care about France, but France is legitimately another democracy, and if that's going to start falling, then I, I need to know, as a, as a free spirit of the free world, I need to know that, and I think anyone out there should also kind of want to know as well, I mean, France, not saying that they're this great country, we all, all countries have made terrible mistakes on behalf of their governments, but um, no, it's just crazy to see France go down the shitter, like it is. Um, it's almost as bad as Canada, but I don't even want to talk about Canada. I mean, if you're Canadian out there, get out of there. Please get out of Canada. Your your president or your dictator, Justin Blackf- Blackface Trudeau, I mean, you guys need to get out of there. The fires are ravaging Vancouver. Last, my, last time I checked, I mean, I, I don't know what else you need um, to know that yeah, this country is fucked. And you know what? A lot of these places... You know, if you have the ability to move out of there in Canada, I would. You know, get if you're a business owner, a truck driver, fucking get out of there. You know, go to a place that, you know, it's not as, you know, it's not, you know, much better. But at least you can come down to America and, you know, not have politics shoved down your fucking throat. Every fucking corner. We're getting to that point. But, you know, in Canada, it's quite literally a liberal cesspool of awful ideas and experiments I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to go there. I don't want to live there. I'm okay. I mean, the the whole trucker situation where the truckers were deemed terrorists because of their fucking protest, which is insane, but BLM can go burn down a whole fucking city. Uh, the make that make sense. I just can't. Um, yeah, Marsan condemned the burning of public property, schools, city halls, and gyms and libraries, and the violence and looting... During the riots, of course, anyone would condemn that. Are French riots resonating with Republican politicians? As a result, the French riots are resonating with U.S. Republican politicians, too. Trump cited the riots when he promised to bring back his travel ban on certain countries. Did police bring riots under control? It's not looking like it by any means. Noting that 900 officers have been injured. They do not have control of their streets over there. Wow. I'm looking at, like, some of these pictures and shit. It just does not look good. Make sure you guys are checking those out for yourself. Look up, uh, go on USA Today. Uh, I don't really trust the New York Times, but, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, just check it out. Try and get all the information you can from where you can. And it looks like for for New York Times, you build a, build as, oh my god, I don't even want to know why they're charging for me to even look at a fucking article on the New York times. I'm not paying anything to that fucking platform. No place in prison. Wow. So they're running out of prison space too. I mean, there's a lot going on in France right now that I just don't see talked about. Um, so, I mean, that's just one thing I wanted to really touch up on to the best of my ability. I just hope that anyone over there in France, you know, if you're around these areas and if you know people that are partaking in such events, just make sure you're staying safe. It is a dangerous world out here. You will get fucking picked up by some secret service type shit and thrown in a fucking cell. I mean, we are at that fucking stage, ladies and gentlemen, to where, you know, I I really hope that freedom of speech will not continue to be fucking trounced on, especially by foreign leaders that, honestly, after our revolution, adopted a lot of our principles. So, I mean, just, I, I guess... To all my French listeners out there, to all the French people out there, um, obviously make sure your family, if you have any family or friends over there that are doing okay, make sure you check on them, because uh, I expect, w- with this last statement from Marsan, where he's demanding order, I expect a big crackdown. So I, if you are out there in the streets of Paris, of Brittany, wherever, where, where, wherever, stay safe. <laughs> And and my God, uh, if you get surrounded by cops or just some fucking federal police, get out of there. I mean, they're not gonna give a fuck about what they're gonna give you or charge you with. I mean, I saw that in Berlin and Ger- like all through Germany during 2020 and 2021. I mean, we saw the, the the elitist crackdown on free spirit activity, and I I'm not I'm not gonna you know let anyone out there with a free spirit or an open mind. Uh, get trounced on by elitist woke pigs. I I refuse. Um, So if you have an open mind and if you have common sense and use logic to, you know, conclude and find solutions to your problems, uh, then you'll obviously see that, you know, there's one side of this and there's not even a side, there's not a name to each side. You know, you can say liberal, republican, woke, awake, whatever. But I mean, there's common sense and then there's lunacy. So, I mean, you know what side of the aisle you're on. Um, One side likes to dye their hair, burn down cities, go after kids. uh, And the other side likes to voice their free, open mind uh, and and uses common sense and facts to uh, deduct not only clues but conclusions to certain societal issues. But uh, in this day and age, we are seeing less and less of that. Another thing I also wanted to touch up on before I get into the main topic of discussion of this episode is the Ukrainian war. Um, it's a fucking joke. It's not real. Uh, there's real death. There's real deaths and lives lost. But this war is not real. It's not. This is being. This is a my like a, a small proxy war that the CIA and the FBI created so that we could fight the Russians. And I, I am not liking the amount of fucking U.S tax dollar money that they're sending over to help Nazis, which is that's the Azov battalion. The Ukrainians have been had Nazis since World War II. They fought with Hitler, the Azov battalion. Let's not pretend like we're defending some fucking victimology cut, like type shit here. This isn't a victim. you know the, the Eastern Europe has been at war for fucking centuries for centuries. These people only know war in Chechnya, Ukraine, Belarus, all these places. They are war-torn. We didn't send any money to Chechnya. We didn't send any money to fucking Belarus. We haven't sent any money to those countries. What's so important in Ukraine? There's something. There is something that's important about it. To our, our administration, for some reason, there's no other way that we'd be sending all this money, all this weaponry, counseling with... ...with NATO... ...about Ukraine. What tactical advantage does it have... ...to have Ukraine a part of our ally? It's just going to create more fucking problems. It's just going to create more problems. I, I don't understand what the problem is... ...and why we can't see through the bullshit... ...of the national media... ...and our politicians. Just to keep passing these massive bills... So they can keep printing money out of the fucking... The, the treasury, bro. I, I don't understand. We, we... We know what's going on. We have data. We have footage. We have all of this. Why are we still letting our government do this? Who in Congress, in Senate, is standing up against this Ukrainian war? Trillions... Trillions have been sent to them. Weapons have been sent. We are disarming ourselves. We are running low on ammunition for our troops, but we're sending over heat-seeking missiles and shit to Ukrainian Nazi fighters? You know, and and I'm not a Russian sympathizer, but a part of Ukraine (laughs) does actually belong and is inhabited by Russians. No one wants to talk about how there was... There was, there was reports, there was articles coming out how, how um, the Ukrainians were legitimately bombing those Russians on the eastern side of, uh, of Ukraine. So Russia, doing what they had to do because their people are dying, they invaded. And then Ukraine used that beautifully because they have an actor as a president, and we also have a president and a, a son of a president in, in this country... That have a ton of fucking money invested into Ukraine, bio bio warfare compounds over there. There there was something that happened in uh, in uh, Kazakhstan or something, you know, which is right below Russia. And there was like a like a fucking bio war, biochemical warfare base with like Marine, U S Marines that was broken into, and Marines were dead. Like, no one's talking about the ramifications. What's going on behind scenes over there? How much money is going into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's pocket? I mean, I've never had to talk about how openly corrupt this fucking country is, but it is. I mean, it is blatantly fucking obvious that these people have no idea what's going on. They are so out of touch that it's quite clear You know, they're getting that fucking nice deposit, direct deposit into their bank account, and they're not going to fucking ask twice. I mean, I I see Joe Biden walking around, you know, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Let me get some ice cream. Is he, does he, is he alive? Like, is that guy even alive? Like, I'm fully convinced, and you know what? You can laugh at my credibility after I say this, but... I think that whoever Joe Biden is, it's someone in a skin mask. I mean, I really fucking believe it. I really do. You go watch videos of how racist and fucking quick Joe Biden was with his words in the 80s and 90s, and then you see him as a vice president to Barack Obama, he still had a little, a little, a little knock to his step. He still had brain capacity. This guy, he's a fucking retard. We have a retarded, senile old man running the United States of America, the biggest business on the planet. And we have French riots, we have a war in Ukraine, the Chinese are pushing up on fucking Taiwan. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy to me. I got this via CNN, but the the Russians did give us a prisoner swap with Marine Trevor Reed. I don't know what we gave uh, up for him, but it's good to see that we got a Marine back. The fact that this guy wasn't brought back before, um, god, what's her fucking name? The WNBA player, I can't remember, Brittany Grimes or, or some shit, I don't fucking know. The dumbass that was bringing pot in a Russian airport, thinking that she'd get away with it. But yeah, no, I mean, that's crazy to me, I think that we are in a joke of a, of a time, uh, especially in America. And I hope that we're going to be able to get out of it with free spirits, free spirited thought, common sense. That's what we need in office. That's what we need. That's what we need to elect. Uh, but you can blame the politicians just as much as the people. We keep electing these fucking idiots in there. These corrupt fucks that don't give a fuck. They're doing. They're rob you right in front of your face and laugh behind the back of you and your family while you're struggling on welfare. But Nancy Pelosi and you know she can make millions of dollars off stock trading even though. You know, she has information that none of us have. And it's uh, crazy to me, but whatever. That goes for both sides as well, Republican, Democrat. If you're fucking stock trading as a elected official, you're a piece of unwanted shit. And if you don't stop now, I certainly imagine that you're going to be fucking called into a courthouse one day and uh, tried for your fucking tribulations and your crimes. But um, the big... Big, big, big news I kind of wanted to discuss, and excuse my alarm there, Jesus, um, was the Wagner Group in Russia. There was a mutiny attempt in Russia uh, with what's called the Wagner Group. Um, Last month's mutiny in Russia damaged uh, President Vladimir Putin's carefully crafted image as a strong ruler, and he is likely to seek retribution against the man who led the rebellion. CIA Director William Burns said Thursday, the uprising by Yevgen uh, Prigozhin, I am so sorry, I butchered that guy's fucking name, Wagner Group's parliamentaries exposed significant weaknesses in the system Putin has built. With the country's security services, military and decision makers appearing to have been adrift for 36 hours, Burns said at the Aspen Secretary Forum in Colorado. That's crazy. The mutiny on June 23rd through 24th threatened to picture Putin at, has, sought, oh, has sought to paint of himself as an arbitrary of order in Russia, Burns said. Instead, for a brief period, Wagner forces were advancing toward Moscow without resistance. For Russians accustomed to seeing Putin in control, the question was, does the emperor have no clothes? Or at least, why is he taking so long to get dressed, Burns said. For Moscow's elite, the episode resurrected questions that have emerged since the invasion of Ukraine about Putin's judgment, about his relative detachment from events, about his indecisiveness. The most remarkable thing that happened that day was that Putin was forced to cut a deal with his former caterer, an allusion to Mr. P's earlier career as a caterer for public school and Kremlin events, said Burns, referring to the ambiguous arrangement in which Wagner forces were supposed to be absorbed into the Russian military. The rebellion represents the most direct assault on the Russian state in Vladimir Putin's 23 years in power, Burns added. Now Putin is waiting, trying to buy time as he considers what to do with the Wagner group and what to do with Mr. P himself. Putin hates, in my experience, any way the image that he's overreacting. Let me read that again. Putin hates in my experience, any way the image that he's overreacting, Burns said. He's trying to settle things. Putin most likely will want to gradually sideline uh, Prigozine, but retain the Wagner outfit as he sees the parliamentaries as a useful tool, including in Africa and the Middle East. What he's doing to try to do is separate Prigozhin and undercut him, but preserve what what's of value to him. So... Obviously, if you don't know what a mutiny is, it's a betrayal, and it looks like one of Putin's right-hand men, or someone with a legitimate position of power that had his own military, his own forces, called the Wagner Group, attempted to th- overthrow or move in to get more, you know, valued position um, in Russia. Some say the CIA are irresponsible, some say it's the Mossad, some say there's a lot more going on in Russia than we know which I understand. But it's just crazy to me to think about this happening. You never heard about Russia having any kind of disagreement inside its borders because of how aligned they were, but also how, you know, kind of cruel the government is with allowing people to think and say what they want. But at the end of the day, seeing this happen does question Putin's power and his legitimacy. But like, like uh, Mr. Burns was saying, um, Secretary of Defense or something... Um, it looks like he is going to try and salvage all of uh, Prigozhin's like, valuables, his his assets, all of that, but destroy his respect um, at the same time. And they're going to try and take all of Mr. Prigozhin's forces and incorporate them into the Russian military. And it looks like he has ambitions for Middle East and Africa since we kind of pulled out and have no aspirations of, I guess, going back, which is a massive mistake. But, um, you know, we could definitely be trading, we could be, you know, a good, loyal partner to some of these countries, other than Israel, but we aligned with Israel, and everyone kind of hates Israel over there, so, I mean, it's just one of those things, but, uh, no, genuinely, the world is in a very fragile state, you got China, you got Russia, you got the fucking bullshit tribal acts in, in the U.S., and it's just, it's exhausting, there's just too much spin in this world, man. And, uh, you know, if you're not informed, if you're not aware, you could really be fucked. And that's just why I kind of want to maybe start start this little mini-series about turning up the news. I mean, it's not a fun thing to listen to by any means of the imagination. But what it can offer you is not only information, but it can offer you an intellectual conversation with maybe someone you know personally. But it also may help you, you know, make a decision. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to move here. huh? You know, I don't want to move. I like it here. Shit like that, man. If you're in France or Canada or any of these, you know, places that are burning, I'd get out of there, you know? But, um, it's crazy. I always wanted to go see France, and I would still do, man. I really do, but it's just crazy where the world's going, bro. I mean, you gotta really break it down and think about it, like, it's, it's sad where it's going, bro. Air flight, uh, the, the fucking air, airlines and the flights are getting canceled left and right, um... It's just been a weird time to be, I guess, an average Joe in this world. Um, but for everyone out there listening into this episode and, you know, you still have hope, good. It's always good to have hope. As long as there is a breath of fresh hope, all free men can do is try. I will always keep that in mind, you know, and that's uh, that's something that, you know, isn't American. It's just patriotic, in my opinion. No matter where you are in the world, if you're able to safely say, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees, like George Washington said, you're not, you're not, you don't have to be an American patriot to believe that. You love your land, your, your culture, your family. That's patriotic, you know? I feel like we all lose sight of that sometimes. And uh, that's why we get into these messes as a society, as an as as international community. I really hope that, you know, obviously if you're in any of these hot spots around the world right now, you know, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay aware. It's the most important thing you can do, you know, and, you know, I watch videos on on Twitter all the time of these like really big riots or, you know, social unrests in these countries that are going through a lot right now, especially, you know, my own in America. There's, two years of burning over here during COVID with the BLM protests, which is a definite domestic terrorist organization. Um, All lives matter. And if you have to say, if black lives don't matter, then no lives matter, then you're a fucking fool and a tool. All lives matter. Shit is still shit if it's black or white, baby. I mean, that's all you got to really break it down as. And if you're breaking it down any more than that, You're overlooking into things, and you're creating a difficult conversation, not only for yourself, but for everyone around you, because you want people to cater to you. Catering to people is how you make them into a spineless bitch. Tell people no. Tell people your honest opinion. Be fucking real. And if you're just going to lollygag around and just have a character on your face, I mean... There's a reason the world is where it's at today. Maintaining a sense of authenticity is so crucial in this day and age. Because if you don't, you literally just get lost in the herd of sheep. And you know what happens to the sheep? The wolf comes along and does what he wants. So, I mean, if anyone out there is listening to this episode and supporting the Tea Time Reports podcast show, social media platforms, it is greatly appreciated. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Tea Time Reports. We typically have episodes coming out. We try once a day, um, but typically three to four times a week. So, any new listeners out there, I'm Trevor, and I greatly appreciate you tuning into this episode of Tea Time Reports. Make sure you tune into the next episode as well. Have a great one, everyone. Take care.